This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Gene Robinson, Mara brought up a great point about Donald Trump calculating Mm -hmm. that Joe Biden is going to be too afraid to go after him. And it reminds me of something I read at the beginning of the the uh, the Russian invasion after Russia invaded uh, Ukraine. And I wanted to just sort of get my arms around what was going on. I actually read a book by Dr. Brzezinski from 1993 talking about the character of the Soviet Union. It was fascinating. It reminded me so much of what we were saying about Vladimir Putin. The Soviet Union knew they couldn't win by playing the rules the way they usually play. So the Soviet Union had to be the great disruptor of world order because they would never compete with us militarily. They would never compete with us economically. They would never compete with us politically. They would never compete with us socially. Dr. Brzezinski said they lost by a landslide on all of those measures. So they had to disrupt. They had to be disruptors, just like Putin now. He wants to disrupt the world order. Well, that's Donald Trump. Donald Trump won in 2016 by being the great disruptor. While Marco Rubio and and all these other people were just staring at him, shocked, not believing what he was able to say. He's a disruptor. If you play by Marcus of Queensberry rules, if you freeze on the debate stage, he will beat you. Biden has to disrupt. He can't play by Marcus of Queensbury rules because that's what Trump and the Republicans think he's going to do. Well, look, it, it's true. You have to stand up to the bully and you got to, you know, you, you got to punch him in the nose. Uh, and and no, not by Marcus of Queens, Queensbury rules. I do think we should remember that. Um, you know, Joe Biden didn't back down from Donald Trump in, in 2020. Uh, and in fact, um, Joe Biden got elected president. Uh, so, uh, he does, he does know how to do this. Um, mm-hmm. now it's a, you know, it's a different, different situation now. He's the incumbent. He, he, he brings all the, that brings all the advantages and the disadvantages of incumbency. Uh, and, and there are disadvantages, uh, in, in terms of, of what a sitting president is going to say about an ongoing uh, criminal justice case. There, there, there just is. There's a, there's a limit there, and that's uh, you, you can transgress that, and you can say, well, this is an emergency, uh, and, and we need to. Um, but I think there are ways without doing that to frontally uh, and and loudly attack. Donald Trump uh, and to take the fight to him. And yes, that has to be done. And yes, it needs to start now. It, it, it should have started months ago. Uh, but um, uh, 
but yeah, you got to go after him. You know, you, there's so much. Do it. There's so much, Gene, to your point, material to work with. I mean, it doesn't have to be President Biden, but it can be Democrats in general. I mean, okay, nuclear secrets, as Joe brought up, or stealing election. If that's boring for you, if you're desensitized to that, how about would you really vote for a guy who's stupid enough, first of all, to get sued for defamation and sexual abuse, to to get found liable? on both of those charges and then be stupid enough to defame E. Jean Carroll again and to keep losing in court to her. Maybe take a note from E. Jean Carroll and keep coming back at him and calling him out for his vicious, disgusting behavior on a humanity well, Amiga, point of view. Also, not just not just the stupidity, but so stupid the judge, the judge said Donald Trump was a rapist. Correct. The judge said Donald Trump raped her. The judge said that, 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 that by any definition used by the U.S. Army, used by uh, the, the, the American Medical Association, used by any other organization, Donald Trump was a rapist. I think people might want to hear that and they may want to hear that he stole nuclear secrets and they may want to hear from joe biden that he's been charged with stealing uh secret war plans i mean these are very relevant to who the next president of the united states should and should not be as voters believe that i want to talk about a big interview you've got sunday uh, on meet mm -hmm. the press it, and it actually goes to this issue that you just raised which is biden's age being more of a political liability than anything having to do with his son there's a poll just out this week that mm -hmm. suggests that it's one thing like so many voters actually agree on um, that they're concerned right. about the president's age here you have gavin newsom california governor waiting in the wings it seems you sit down with him and you ask him whether or not he really is uh, planning a presidential run. If Biden doesn't run, let's listen to what he has to say. Why shouldn't we consider you a likely well, I think the vice president is naturally the one lined up and the filing deadlines are quickly coming to pass. And I think we need to move past this notion that he's not going to run. President Biden is going to run uh, and looking forward to getting him reelected. Uh, I think there's been so much wallowing uh, in the last few months and hand-wringing in this respect. Uh, but we're gearing up for the campaign. We're looking forward to it. I, I under, you know, but you hear these calls privately. What do you tell these donors who are wallowing in this? Uh, time to move on. Let's go. Is there a scenario, given your passion for these issues, where you might ever consider running as an independent, Mr. Kennedy, given the support no, you're seeing? Only, only, only if the Democratic National Committee just makes it simply impossible for anybody to win uh, a prime, you know, the, the primary battle. Um, that That's the only real way. When I'm a Democrat, you know, I'm a lifelong Democrat. I want to, you know, my preference is to stay within the Democratic Party um, as long as it's actually Democratic. Hi, I'm Robert F. Kennedy Jr. here. After four months of crisscrossing the country and speaking to thousands of Americans from all walks of life, 
I've come to understand that what our campaign really is, is the spearhead of a massive populist awakening. You see, our nation's most serious problems come from a single source, the entrenched corporate political elite. Government agencies, Congress, the defense industry, Wall Street, the media, big tech, big pharma, big ag, and pretty much big everything have a death grip on our democracy. And there's only one thing that can break that grip. And no, it's not me. It's you, the people. It's a populist movement that unites left and right, black and white, rural and urban, young and old. We can't just wait around for the Washington establishment to change their minds. We can't expect Wall Street to stop strip mining the middle class of its equity and its wealth. We can't expect the military industrial complex to promote peace or the censorship big tech complex to promote freedom or freedom of speech. We need to do it ourselves. We have to take back power in this country for the people. Let me add one more item to the list of entrenched institutions, the Democratic National Committee. In an honest primary, the candidate with the most votes would be the nominee, right? But the DNC has imposed delicate rules that make it nearly impossible for an insurgent candidate to win. It has totally rigged the system. Very early on, back in February, we passed a resolution unanimously within the DNC that we are all riding with Biden and, and Kamala Harris. But you know what? Neither the DNC nor anyone else is going to stop us. President Biden's billion-dollar war chest is not a match for people power, ultimately. Friday, uh, September 8th, 8th September, Year of Our Lord 2023. The uh, establishment is totally under siege uh, in every aspect, uh, from President Trump to, uh, in the Democratic side, Bobby Kennedy. Uh, and they are uh, fighting back. You see there, and this is the thing, remember, please remember this. It's not Biden's age or Biden's lack of a grip. That's what they're trying to, that's, that is, they're desperately trying to, and you see they push that all the time, is, you know, we're very concerned about Biden's age, very concerned about Biden's age. It's the illegitimate regime's policies. They're not legitimate because they didn't win in 2020. They, so they don't have this, this uh, concept of legitimacy. Remember, I've talked to you before about Wan Shi Shan, the, uh, the right-hand uh, hatchet man for Xi. And one of the things the Chinese Communist Party has been, been absolutely maniacally focused on is their legitimacy to rule since that came out of uh, both a barrel of a gun and a massive assist by the United States, uh, the communists and Marxists in the State Department and FDR's uh, administration and Truman's that essentially turned the country over to them in 1949. They've always been concerned about their legitimacy. And did their legitimacy really come from the people or was it given to them or a major assist by foreign interest, that foreign interest being the uh, Marxist left-wing anti-American left in this country? The same sources of legitimacy, they're, they're, they're freaked out today. You can see their Morning Joe coming after. And here, here's, here's the message they're trying to send. Let's go back. Two polls, not from Gateway Pundit, not from the People's Pundit, Richard Barris, not uh, from uh, uh, any of the uh, Trafalgar, any of the ones that do MAGA polling. This is from the Wall Street Journal first, came out over the weekend, and then the blockbuster CNN poll by Harry Enten. Both of those polls show that not only does Donald Trump have a full-spectrum dominance grip on the Republican Party, but that he is going to take on and thrash uh, Joe Biden. In fact, there's another poll out last night I think it's got Trump 45, Biden 38. 
Biden's approvals don't come above 39, don't hit 40. So you see right there, they're absolutely panicking, and they want to attack, they want to attack, they want to attack, they want to attack. Do you have the Morning Mika piece? Does that clip uh, pull that yet, Mr. Producer? You can give me a thumbs up, yes, no. Okay, I'll keep rolling. It is? Okay. I want to go back specifically in the entire cold open because we tried to lay out a number of, of blocks to build the show around. I want to go back to our favorite, Morning Mika, uh, and see her specific line of attack on Trump. Let's go ahead and play it again. You know, there's so much, there's so much, Gene, to your point, material to work with. I mean, it doesn't have to be President Biden, but it can be Democrats in general. I mean, okay, nuclear secrets, as Joe brought up, or stealing election, if that's boring for you, if you're desensitized to that, how about would you really vote for a guy who's stupid enough, first of all, to get sued for defamation and sexual abuse to, to get found liable? on both of those charges and then be stupid enough to defame E. Jean Carroll again and to keep losing in court to her. Maybe take a note from E. Jean Carroll and keep coming back at him and calling him out for his vicious, disgusting behavior on a humanity well, Amiga, point of view. Also, not just not just the stupidity, but so stupid the judge, the judge said Donald Trump was a rapist. Correct. The judge said Donald Trump raped her. The judge said that by any definition. Do you think she, she every morning gets up over the morning coffee and is like, uh, you know, sitting there cross-armed staring at uh, poor Joe? You haven't done enough. To go after Trump. I mean, she's so worked up. The Karen of modern media, Morning Mika, right there. You know, he's a rapist. He's stealing nuclear. If it's too boring about stealing the election, if that's too boring for you, she's lecturing the audience. If that's too boring for you, they are, they understand that there's a populist movement from the Coke sponsored Mike Pence kind of flop sweat talk at St. Anselm in New Hampshire the other day to coming after Bobby Kennedy, they understand that there is a massive arising, a massive awakening on the populist movement. And the corporate media is now locked arms to try to, uh, to try to beat this down. You're going to see this. This is going to be throughout the show. We're going to go to a lot of aspects of this. We're going to go to Georgia. We're going to Texas. We're going to see what's happening in the, uh, in the Bush uh, Rove uh, impeachment of America First MAGA Ken Paxton Donald Trump that fight there we're going to go to Georgia the fight there it's a multi-front war and we're winning that's what's driving them crazy and now they're they're oh you got to call Trump a racist every day you got to call him a rapist every day you have to say he sold nuclear secret secret war plans all of it okay we're also going to cover some G20 Dr. Peter Navarro going to join us a little later short commercial break back in a moment i will tell you who the unsung heroes of the covid pandemic are of course the frontline workers but what about those business owners who hung in there and paid their employees if you stayed open and paid your people you could be eligible for up to twenty six thousand dollars per employee at covidtaxrelief.org that's twenty six thousand dollars per employee now this is not alone these are government funds that were set aside under President Trump, and you don't have to pay it back. 
Now, all types of business, including nonprofits and churches, can be eligible. But you need to apply now because Congress may pull these funds. Now, it's very specific about W-2s and what you had had to do to pay your employees. And that's why you need to go to the people at COVIDTaxRelief.com. They know all the technical aspects of this. Now, COVIDTaxRelief.org has helped, just in the war room, almost 1,400 businesses or not-for-profits, just like yours, and secured for our folks over $142 million of returns. Now, unlike the other operations out there that do this, COVIDTaxRelief.org, they charge nothing, zero up front. They do all the work and share a percentage of the cash that you get. Let me repeat, nothing up front. They do all the work and then share a percentage of money that you were to receive. You did the tough thing for your employees during one of the toughest times in this country's history. Now, let COVIDTaxRelief.org help you get up to 26 grand per employee. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org. Do it today. Use your agency. Senate colleagues have published a statement and they've recognized to their constituents that we do have a problem. Maybe they read in the paper, the AJC or the University of Georgia's poll that recognizes that 83% of Georgians across this state recognize that what is happening right now with District Attorney Fonnie Willis is politicization. That's what it is. The governor has made some statements in his own press conference a week ago that are very disgraceful to the office. The most prestigious office in this state, he calls and references me a grifter and a scammer. My friends, I represent 200,000 hardworking Georgians in Northwest Georgia. The people that I represent that duly elected me They sweat hard for their tax dollars, and they don't want their tax dollars funding this type of corrupt government power. I challenge the governor to go to Northwest Georgia, find anyone working hard for their tax dollars, and ask them, do you want your tax money funding District Attorney Fonnie Willis? You know, it's very disingenuous to say that, well, she only makes $120,000 a year and that if we pull that away, we would have to pull that away from every district attorney. Well, let me be more clear. When I say defund Fonnie Willis, I mean defund all of her Georgia state tax dollars besides the $1 that we are constitutionally required to give her. You see, this governor wants to elaborate that we have a separation of powers. Well, we do. But any high school kid coming out of government class understands that we also have a thing called checks and balances. My role as a senator is to call a special session on behalf of my constituents and any Georgian who feels that their tax dollars shouldn't be going to Fonnie Willis. Because... We as a legislature have no power to do anything until we are in session. And that's why we must have session now, because we must investigate Bonnie Willis. How in the world can my friends that call themselves Democrats and champion themselves in criminal justice reform 
ignore the fact that half of the inmates at the Fulton County Jail have yet to be charged with a crime. And there are innocent people who are dying of bed bugs in that facility. How in the world can the citizens of Fulton County demand justice and not get it when they see things like young thug and young slime going to the courtroom for a year? and yet to get through Von Dor and pick a jury, but yet this district attorney said she's going to take down these political prisoners in six months. The millions of dollars that are being spent both federally and through the state of Georgia and through local Fulton County tax dollars are funding this type of corruption. And what is so embarrassing, what is so embarrassing is Congress has gotten a head start in investigating and defunding Fonnie Willis way further ahead than we are here in the Georgia legislature. Very embarrassing. You know, what's also embarrassing is that our governor says that we have election integrity and then a week later is caught on hidden camera saying that any machine can be hacked. Furthermore embarrassing is that my fellow Senate colleagues in their letter to their constituents, they say that a special session is a waste of taxpayer money. Well, my constituents believe Fonnie Willis is a waste of taxpayer money. Okay. Um, that was a uh, that was a press conference yesterday. Incredibly powerful. We could go on and on with that, but let's bring in Senator Colton Moore from the great state of Georgia. Sir, you see, this is a multi-front war, whether it's in Texas, Georgia, at the national level, <clears throat> in the imperial capital of Washington, D.C., of a, a populist, nationalist, uh, working class and middle class people against the embedded establishment, you know, party establishment, particularly working with radical Democrats. Is that what we're seeing down in Georgia, sir? Is that what you're fighting? Absolutely, Steve. And in your opening monologue, you said we're winning. And I couldn't agree more. We absolutely are winning. We are right over target. I want to share with you a couple stories I had with a couple senators. Just one yesterday, uh, right after that press conference, I was walking out of the Capitol, met up with another senator who was walking in. And he pulled me over to the side and he said, Colton, he said, you're young and you may not realize this right now, but you are going to regret the decisions you're making right now. You're going to look back at this time and you're going to regret those decisions. You don't realize how much pressure you've been putting against your fellow senator. I'm so disappointed in you, is what he said. My response back to him, Steve, was, you know, I'm disappointed that you're more upset with me than you are Fonnie Willis just two blocks down the way. You know, I had another senator just last weekend. He called me up and he said, you know, I'm just feeling... I'm feeling mighty disgusted with you, Senator. He said, I've had to cancel two events this week because I continue to get accosted by my constituents. Folks, we're winning because you are taking action. You are calling up these senators. You are calling up these representatives. And you are demanding that they make a choice, whether they choose to stand with Fonnie Willis or whether they choose to stand with the rule of law and protect the God-given First Amendment rights that we all hold near. You brought up something that you said embarrassed you, and that was the fact that uh, at the federal level, the Congress is much farther down the road about defunding this, and that you've seen this, the volleys go back. Fonnie Willis sent, I think, a nine-page letter in response to Jordan. She's in a complete meltdown about that. Tell me what's going on in, in that regard, and what 
do you believe you should be doing then in Georgia to match what uh, Jordan and the Judiciary Committee is doing in the House? No, we've got every constitutional authority, Steve, to do the exact same thing that Congress is doing. My problem is I'm having a fight with my fellow Republicans and order ourselves into session and start doing those things. I mean, I had a conversation with Representative Andy Biggs, uh, I guess, two nights ago, and I, I could do nothing but encourage him. I was so grateful for him and Representative Jim Jordan's efforts there in Congress, and I hope they just keep beating down on her because this woman is the domestic threat of our century here in our state, and um, we can't stand for it. We have to push back, Steve. If we lose our First Amendment rights to question the integrity of an election, if we continue to chill the voices of my fellow senators, like I've told you before, I mean, I literally have my fellow colleagues in the Senate who have called me up and said, please keep me out of this. I don't want to make a statement either way because I'm worried I'm going to be caught in the judicial crosshairs. That's absurd. There's an article on NBC News about Kemp raising a ton of money in his pack. Is his failure to take action here to call special session, is that because of the animosity against Trump or he thinks he's going to be a viable alternative to President Trump? I mean, is this as pure a power politics by the Bush apparatus against Trump or is there something even deeper here? You know, uh, one could be politically savvy and probably say that, but in my personal opinion, I look at Governor Brian Kemp as just an old country boy who is making a knee-jerk reaction to all of this. And personally, I think he just doesn't like Donald Trump. And he's like, ah, well, they're going after him. Let them go after him. I don't like him. You know, I don't think he's very constitutionally uh, aware. Uh, It doesn't seem so because he says Fonnie Willis has done nothing wrong. Um, you know, I mean, he's he's going back and forth in his statements. First part of the week, our elections are secure. Second part of the week, any machine can be hacked. So, you know, I don't know if, if Governor Kemp, I don't really give him that much confidence of being that politically calculated. If he thinks he's going to run for further office here in Georgia, well, he's burnt toast. I mean, look at the polls. I have to dive very deep. He's polling 50% plus here in the primaries in Georgia. I mean, this governor thinks he's going to pick up those votes when he's going to try to make Donald Trump a political prisoner? Nonsense. What does this audience have to do? We understand there's overwhelming support for your position among the people in Georgia. The political class obviously want to run and hide from this. What does this audience need to do today and over the weekend to keep the heat on? Well, I tell you what, my campaign is continuing to put the heat on by sending out text messages to these senators' districts who uh, are sitting on the sidelines but claiming to be conservatives. Uh, you know, I need to reload. I need more ammo to keep exposing these rhinos, Steve. So you can go to coltonmore.com slash emergency. You can sign on to the official petition there. That's C-O-L-T-O-N-M-O-O-R-E.com. If you live in Georgia, Hey, we are right over target. Keep calling up these senators and representatives and say, call a special session. We need to defund Fonnie Willis. Remind them you don't want your tax dollars funding her. Senator Colton Moore, thank you. Uh, Honored to have you on here and fight on. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. This is a multi-front war, and the Georgia front's very important. Uh, we're going to have Mike Davis, if not on later today, then on the Saturday show to break down all the, the legal arguments, for you to understand it. Jim Jordan and the team of judiciary is all over Fonnie Willis, and she sent a scathing nine-page response of how it's intrusion into her, uh, into her um, uh, 
her uh, going after President Trump. I mean, this is obviously uh, political. Uh, for everybody, go check out Colton Moore's site. If you're a Georgia citizen, make sure you contact your senator. Put him on notice. This is not going to be forgotten. Uh, that's what these senators are trying to do. They're trying to run away from this. You cannot run away from this. This has to be addressed. It has to be addressed now. This is what we're going to get later in the show. In the second hour, we're going to go to Texas and see about the impeachment of Ken Paxson. Another front on the war of the of the Bush apparatus that still wants to control the Republican Party and, quite frankly, thwart uh, the populist movement, the America First, the deplorables, uh, Donald Trump. This is all out war right now, a civil war inside the Republican Party, and we're winning, and they know it. So make sure you go check out Colt Moore if you're a citizen of the great state of Georgia. Let your voice be heard, particularly among uh, people in the Senate, uh, as they uh, can call special session and get on top of this. Okay, short break. We're going to go to the G20. Peter Navarro, haven't had him on the last couple of days, been tied up. But Navarro's back and unchained. Be here in the war room. We're going to talk about the economy, capital markets, geopolitics. Tee up what's happening in this firestorm about the uh, about the out of control spending, the fiscal and monetary crisis of the United States of America, brought on by guess what, the Uniparty in the uh, oligarchs on Wall Street. All next. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skincare, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views. PublicSQ.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at PublicSQ.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, back from giving, um, and I can only say that his press conferences, both going in and coming out of a certain federal building somewhere near Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C., have been mesmerizing 
Peter, Dr. Navarro, I don't want to spend too much time on it because we've got geopolitics, <laughs> capital Navarro, markets, yeah. your, your wheelhouse. Yeah. But yep. no, and Dr. Yeah. Navarro, but I must say, I don't know what I find more entertaining. <laughs> your gripping analysis. No, seriously, because you're on point. You're well trained by the war room. You're sitting there at the sticks yeah. and people have to understand it's very hard. You come out. There's always chaos, but you're, you're focused. Yeah. you got a wall of media in front of you, which people don't see. There's hundreds of reporters, cameras. <laughs> the thing's amazing. But what's most amazing about yours is the yeah. absolute – because you have more followers. You have you have pro-Trump or pro-Navarro, and they're getting it on in the background. It is The background <laughs> itself is a whole yeah. different show. I mean, we could, we could make a uh, reality TV out of that. Or, or WWE as they're hitting each other with signs, they've got whistles in each other's ears. But welcome back, Doctor. You're unshackled today, so we're glad to have you, know, you back I, on the show, sir. You have a fine sense of humor, Steve. You, you said in the last segment, yeah, Navarro was tied up this week. And, and you know, when, when I wasn't in the courtroom, they did do that, you know? No, the, 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 that was the first time with the handcuffs and leg irons. That building is like, if you kind of go past that federal building, just understand there's a dungeon underneath there where they put you in leg irons and where they took John Hinckley. But anyway, let's. Oh, I have been. Oh, 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 I have been there. I can, I can yes, relate. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, but that's for the but, memoir. Hey, that's going to be for the memoir. Best. That's for the memoir. Let's that's talk about, about okay. some, some, some things that can help the posse. And here's, here's the thing. The, the story that just yeah. popped out at me. Um is is a two stories in Bloomberg. One is is about how the U.S. is now concerned about the latest Huawei phone, which is going to have like a super chip in it that's going to be the able chip. to track you yep. everywhere, right? And and that's going out all over the world, right? Not not just, whatever. And then at the same time, and this is like shouting Freud's a bitch there, Tim Cook. It's like Apple is now under threat in communist China because the government. Um, is banning um, the use of iPhones now by all the government employees, and it's sparking kind of a wave of what? <laughs> Nationalism to buy Huawei instead of iPhones. So what I always said about American companies that were stupid enough to go over there to China, are you listening, Elon Musk, with your friggin' Tesla factory that shouldn't be there? What the Chinese do is they lure you in, they grab your technology, and then when it's time... To kick you out, they do it using the powers of government. So, so iPhone, you're going to get crushed by Huawei in China. But, that stock yeah. is probably going to be but, worth but, about but half of what you, it you, is in a you, year or two. You, go ahead. Look, you, your policies, I want to go back to this thing in, in the opening segment about Biden's age. It's, it's principally Biden's policies, and that's what they don't want to talk about. They want to say it's his age, it's, it's, it's dementia, whatever you want to call it, right? It's his policies. Yeah. Peter, from the campaign in 16, and then when you first yeah. got to the White House, the policies of Donald Trump to essentially confront the Chinese Communist Party. But remember, Trump, who is a deal maker, is also a rational thinker in that, hey, we may have to end up decoupling from this. In fact, you know, yes. you and I argue yes. this strongly. President he, Trump, he President Trump has a broader view. Second term. Yes. It's in a second term. And by the way, in his second term, we will we will decouple. But this is why you're seeing all this. Uh, Kelly Evans over at CNBC has a huge piece I put up on Getter that now the number one concern of, of CEOs in America is is China uninvestable 
That is the <laughs> argument that Navarre and Bannon have been making for years because 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 the slave labor of Lao Beijing, you cannot continue to have a society run by a criminal cartel. Right. And make that investable. It's just yes. not. It doesn't have the civic society but, underneath but, that. But let me now. let me refine the, and that Huawei a little and, bit. Steve. Yeah, go ahead. Hang go on. Ahead. Just let me make yep. this point. The number one worry of these corporations okay. who are already there is not whether it's investable, is whether or not they can get their friggin investment out before the Chinese take it and their technologies. I mean, there's a lot in, in, in boardrooms around the world, not just the United States. There's a lot of uh, things puckering there uh, uh, in the seats that they're, I mean, look, that's, that's going to happen. And that's the Chinese strategy. So they are uninvestable for any new investment. But boy, well, I'll tell you, I, Elon Musk well, has made the most catastrophic decision in the history of chief executive officers by throwing his entire bet. Over in I, Shanghai, he didn't mean to I do that. I, he just he just said, "Well, oh, we're going to do did. this big thing in Texas and everything dis- like that." I would, I would, I would, hear me out. That was his rhetoric, and then he got I respectfully greedy. disagree. All right, all right, that was his. Plan. He couldn't, fi- but either no. way, the outcome's okay. the same. He's this, over there, Steve, and he's going to get his clock cleaned. Okay, Tesla—they're going to have a Chinese word for Tesla. They're going to own that thing. Okay. Okay, let let Wall Street school the professor over at the Arts and Crafts College at Harvard. <laughs> um, the reason he went, yeah. the reason he went, is he had to okay. go. The company Here, was unfin- the company's unfin- the company's the company's unfinanceable. Yeah. Unless the Chinese Communist Party is putting that yes. kind of money in, right? It's yes. an unfinanceable okay. company. Gotcha. It doesn't really have We're a business model. It's not a business model that rational capital. Page. Okay, thank you, sir. By the way, well, when let, I say uninvestable, too. Way. He lied to us, Steve, because yeah. when I was in the Trump administration, Elon Musk looked us in the eye and said, even if I go over to China, I'm never going to export cars back into America. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> of course he lied <laughs> to like, us. Are you freaking kidding me? I mean... Elon Musk would come to the White X House every third out. day looking for a handout. Yeah. He's looking for a handout. For, for t- yes. I said, hey, guys, hey, yes. uh, Elon, just go back to Silicon Valley. There's plenty of cash there. It's just going to be lower returns for you and, and your buddies going to own less of the company. But the U.S. taxpayer is not going to have any upside here. Is not going to underwrite you. The guy's a complete con. That's why he got in business with CCP. Yes. Let me go, though. Why, she, why is she not at G20? This is Modi's coming out party. Uh, India's on a roll. Of course, Biden's go over there to sell Bidenomics. She is in hiding. Why is that, Dr. Navarro? Finally, have you been able to put the knife in him? And he's ashamed to show himself on the world stage? <laughs> oh. Well, th- there's, there's the Russia angle. There's the Biden angle. There's the angle where China is now asserting itself as the G1 and he doesn't need any other countries. And there's also the BRICS angle where that in his mind, it was a great coup (laughs) d'etat to get what what was it, Cambodia and the Emirates into the BRICS. Um, So he's 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 feeling like he's establishing this separate empire out there. And uh, institutions now like the G20, I think, I think he can show uh, his disrespect as a way of asserting his superiority. That, that's kind of my hold initial. On, hold on, hang on, take hang, on, hang on, hang on. You believe you yeah. believe that the the his pulling together the bricks in the global yeah. south 
at least in the yes. initial stages, to start the concept. Yes. That they're, they're, obviously, the yuan, as you and I have talked about, not stable enough yes. to have to become the leading ba- part of the basket currencies. But at least he started. Yeah. He started the de-dollarization movement. This is with yes. India and, and the UAE crossing trades. You believe he's looking Virtual at the BRICS board, now? Yeah. He says, "Hey, I don't need your G20. I don't need. I don't need your. Uh, I don't need your G20. Yeah. I've got my BRICS." You it, believe that's what he's, he's sending that signal? Yeah, I think. I think he. He, in his own mind, wrong or right, and I think he's like wrong on this one. Is I think he thinks he hit a threshold effect in terms of. You have to remember that. That in terms of population, not not size of the economy in the world, but in terms of population, um, the BRICS countries overwhelm everybody else. I mean, you just India and China alone, I think, are what, uh, two fifths of the world's population just right there. Um, So I think he's feeling I. I, power corrupts absolutely, right? And and he sees power. He's killing rivals. People are dying left and right. He takes like patriots like Miles Guo, and he's able to have the Biden Justice Department put that guy in jail. I mean, he's feeling pretty powerful. Free Miles Guo, by the way. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's he's going to thumb his nose in the face of everybody. But you know, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to go over there and get lobbied on Russia either. Uh, so that so that's hold, hold, hang on, sure. hang on. Yeah. He's feeling he's feeling geopolitically and militarily powerful, but his yes. economy, the the property yes, market's it. collapsing. Uh, you, you've got every every at every indice. You know, the exports just were off, what, eight and a half, eight point eight percent for 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 August on every indice. The economy is in some form yeah. of meltdown and he shame, can't shame fake it is. anymore. Yeah. So so uh, I don't Trump's, think he gets Trump's that. Trump's policies are decoupling. Look, if I had a dollar or a yuan for every friggin' politician, powerful politician who didn't understand the, the economy crumbling over there. You know how many dollars I'd have right now? Two, at least, Joe Biden and Xi Jinping. I mean, look at Joe Biden. He thinks everything's cool. I mean, look, this is the picture behind me today, Steve. That's the 1970s. Everything we're seeing right now is a mirror image of what happened in the 1970s. Who we're going, we started out with exogenous price shocks. Now we're going up the wage price spiral. Biden, just like back in the day where, where, where Ford Nixon tried to offset that with stimulus and everything collapsed. And so, yeah, I mean, Biden, Xi, between the two of them, I don't think Xi Jinping goes outside the Forbidden City into, into the Lao Beijing areas. Hell no. When, when's the last time he visited the sweatshop? Are you kidding me? He doesn't even know what a sweatshop is. And by the way, when's the last time he went to Xinjiang province and looked at the Uyghurs there but, but putting out things for Walmart? He doesn't care. No. So the, the secretary, he's the, out, the secretary hey, of commerce. He's coming at Taiwan, sec- too. Make no mistake about that, my friend. The, 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 the secretary of commerce was over there trying to unwind all of your policies you advised President Trump on to bail yeah, out the yeah. Chinese Communist Party. Uh, Wilbur you're, you're, Ross is looking Trump's pretty, second term, pretty good be, right be, now. <laughs> Brother Wilbur's looking pretty they'll, they'll good right even now. Be, <laughs> they'll even Wilbur be Ross, a bigger decoupling. So, he was the Secretary of Commerce under Trump. Yes. Go ahead, Steve. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the current Secretary of Commerce is over there right now. I know, and what out, I'm saying is the appeasement the appeasement Secretary of Commerce now makes Wilbur Law, Ross look like a rock star, right? Because Wilbur was pretty tough. And this is like, I mean, 
it's just why, why why do they want to keep you've said it better than I have Steve it's like a Tiananmen Square what was that about now, ultimately historically that was about George H.W. Bush and Kissinger bailing out a communist regime and, and setting it up to get into the World Trade Organization and destroy much of our factory base here in the United States. At the end of the day, now, what are we going to do that again? Why? Why? Well, it's because we're, we're, we're worried that a, a, a struggling Chinese economy won't buy enough of our exports. Hey, guess what? We import a lot more than they export. It's like, it's like you know, the old thing, you know, lose on price, make it up on volume. It doesn't work. I think they taught you that at HBS the first day. Can you uh, hang on? Because I want to talk about President Trump's second term. Do you believe he will, he will drive even harder decoupling? Because this is the big controversy now. You got Biden trying to bail them out. Wall Street wants a bailout. Fink wants a bailout. They all want to be bailed out of China. And as the property market continues to deteriorate, they're going to want bigger and bigger bailouts. The bet is, we know what Biden does because Biden took money from him. This is why he's bailing them out. The question is, in Trump's second term, where Peter Navarro is, Peter Navarro going to be Secretary of Treasury? Will he be head of the Fed? Will he be head of the National Economic Council? We'll get all those questions answered after a short commercial break. Brother Miles Guo takes us out here with Take Down the CCP. If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon and support a company that actually believes in America. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Let me repeat, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn Story and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left, without funding people that hate you. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R-I-O-T, 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, in, in deference and in honor of the Rumble live chat, uh, who, who actually thinks that I'm interrupting, <laughs> I'm speaking over Dr. Navarro, when that couldn't be farther from the truth, 
Dr. Navarro is going to be allowed to speak <laughs> uninterrupted. Dr. Navarro, yeah. Dr. Navarro, thanks for yeah. sticking around. I know you got to, I know you got to bounce. Decoupling. Yeah, I was Trump's getting, second, I was getting Trump's like this bad happening. case of, 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 of Ben and interrupters. And I, thanks, to, thanks to the Rumble guys for bailing me out. <laughs> uh, First of all, so, hang on, no, hang, hang on one second. Yes. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. <laughs> Were you actually on trial? Hold it, stop. Were you actually on trial the last couple of days or was me? The whole time, the prosecution is nothing but ban and ban and ban, and I'm sitting there thinking, I thought I thought Navarro's on trial. Yeah. But they're going back yeah, and playing well, greatest hits. They, they, they gave the same opener that they gave for you. But more importantly, um, the best moment for me uh, of the trial was when uh, uh, these, these clown prosecutors started talking about J6, and my, my attorney objects and goes, wait a minute, he's not on trial for that. These people are given <laughs> the same opening statement as they gave for the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys. I mean, it's like, what the hell? Okay, so this is <laughs> a comedy. It was a surreal comedy at some level. But your name, your name was taken in vain, Steve, more than once under the assumption that you were the most beloved <laughs> yeah. person in Magaland, and and that comes with a cost in, in the District of Columbia. <laughs> you get my drift. And not not in not in District <laughs> Columbia. Okay, uh, decoupling. Yeah. Second yes, term, sir. you're going to be a big part of this. You were a huge part of the first term. You're pro President Trump's wingman on all things CCP and trade and jobs and manufacturing in the United States. Decoupling in the second term. Give me two minutes. Every Friday on Substack, you put out a great economic yes. analysis. How does that play into Trump's second term and the decoupling from the Chinese Communist Party, brother? Uh, well, the, what decoupling means is that we wean ourselves from the products and supply chains of communist China. And that's a daunting task after decades after the WTO. I mean, we, they, they've got us in a lot of ways, uh, in ways that we need to kind of get away from. The, the way Donald Trump wanted to do it was slowly uh, basically raising tariffs up and including tariffs across. And there, Donald Trump is a tariff man running on a tariff platform. But the mission is... And it's consistent with MAGA, consistent with Steve Bannon and populist economic nationalism, is to have secure supply chains and manufacturing here, not just for national security, but for economic security. So I, I, I welcome this being an important campaign issue for, for every, everybody who aspires to that office, because it's a critical question. If we don't decouple from the Chinese economy... What we're going to do as consumers is arm the Chinese with the missiles, nuclear weapons, ships, planes, lasers, AI weapons, everything they need to destroy us and our fleets over in the South China Sea and East China Sea. And that, I mean, it, uh, the statistic that always amazes me on this, Steve, is that our trade deficit with China, communist China, is roughly equivalent to their defense budget, or as I like to call it, their offense budget. I mean, think about that, Steve. Next time you, we go, you go, you don't go into Walmart, you go into Target. I don't know where you go, but wherever yeah. you shop, Posse, next time you go in there and buy something made in China, you're buying another fighter jet or a plane yep. or paying the salary 
of a, of a sniper or a ballistic missile guy that wants to kill Americans. Okay? P- That's P- why Peter, we where, we go, where do we go to Substack? Yeah, PeterNavar.substack.com. PeterNavar.substack.com. As you know, Steve, on Friday, Saturday, I put out uh, the market and economy wrap. Uh, for the last four weeks, I've noted how we're getting back into this stagflationary world. I'm pointing there for the podcasters to, to the uh, picture of the 1970s. Perfect. Um, and, and things increasingly get bleak. The forces, the last thing I'll leave you here, Steve, the two competing forces here now that we saw likewise in the 70s is this, this overstimulative Keynesian stimulus from the reckless spending of Joe Biden facilitated by Kevin McCarthy, okay? That's, that's infused into the economy, trying to prop it up. But increasingly, that's not working because the stagflation, the inflationary forces, the wage price spiral, the crushing weight of the interest rates are, are basically offsetting that. And then it, then it goes up like this in a spiral, and the whole thing crashes down. And it's a long period of time. That's why we need Donald John Everybody. Trump, because he understands the fundamental underlying problem. And that's, that's about one He's, of a hundred reasons I give you why we need Donald John Trump back in the White he, House. He's, he, 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 he's coming back, and he's coming back with Peter Navarro. Dr. Navarro, thank Peter, you. you got work to do today. Peter Navarro. Thank you for joining us. PeterNavarro.substag.com, your, uh, your place for everything economy in China. All right, my brother. Always good to see you, Admiral. I, I hope I don't get tied up next week. You never know, though. <laughs> thank you, sir. Okay, Team Rumble, are we, are, are we square? Did I let him talk enough? Are you guys happy? I want you to be happy. I want everybody to be happy in the live chats. Rumble, we love you. Uh, we're going to Johnny Cash in honor of Peter Navarro in the Deplorables. These are my people. Back in a moment. We're heirs of a creed to live by. A creed that proclaims that by loved ones' blood stains, this is my land. And these are my people These are my people They were born on and lived by the land These are my people And their cities were raised by hard-working hands And their faces do tell that they're holding on well this their land yes these are my people these are my people these are the ones who will reach for the stars these are my people by the light of the earth you can tell they are ours a new step to take And a new day will break For this my land Yes, these are my people These are my people (laughs) Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 
5,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.